Yo, but this is a very special episode. This is a very special episode. Why is it so special, David? One, it's so special because one, it's going to change someone's life. Two, someone's going to really, really gain something from it. Like you should have a feeling after this episode. But three, it is our 300th episode. Three. Y'all not going to clap? Hundred. Okay. This is episode Trace Seto Seto. 300. See. Man. Episode 300. You said before we got started that most people have never done anything 300 times. Facts. Facts. You Facts. sticking to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, think of something you've been doing. For one, most people aren't going to do anything for three or four years, period. You're going to switch, change it. Like We haven't changed anything other than the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have the same conversation. We didn't like, people are talking about mental health. We didn't go like, heavy into mental health, we have a particular audience that we talk to consistently for three, four years. And I, rem I remember when I started my job at the Cheesecake Factory, I was an entrepreneur. So I, was, I had prepaid legal services. I was a rep there. Um, I was selling clear. I was doing all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a decision that I'm not going to be chasing money. I'm just going to build something mm -hmm. solid, right? So for, for one, when I worked there, when I first got the job, I realized that I never did anything past 10 months. Like all of my jobs, 10 months. So Olive Garden, I was there for 10 months. I was working a security job for like six months. I was, uh, I worked at Applebee's for like two months. I worked at, did I say Circuit City? I think Circuit City, like a few months or whatever. I never kept a job past 10 months. Interesting enough, at that point, I never had a relationship longer than 10 months. It was something about this 10-month thing. Like, I just couldn't be consistent. I can't start a business and be in it past 10 months without doing something else. And I told myself, it was like, it was literally like a, a, a year where I said, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur because I'm going to work this job for a year at least. I want to I focus on something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I'm always jumping around, doing this, doing that, always chasing a bag. And I say, yo, I'm going to have a job and work this job for a year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like start doing anything else because I'll get anxiety and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a super entrepreneur. But I had to learn consistent, consistency. And as I went through that process, I wound up being at the Cheesecake Factory for six years, two and a half, uh, uh, the last two and a half years of that six year, 10 year, I was able to start this clothing brand sleep is for suckers and it was just like I was just so focused on this one thing good days bad days ups downs I'm still here and that was the thing that really allowed me to leave my job and sustain some like some growth so um I just learned that the that's why on that wall it says consistency is the only cheat code consistency is the only thing that actually saved my life in every aspect every area consistency so I am here pulling up. I wanted to figure out because David started the Social Proof podcast before me. And I was trying to see of these 300 episodes, how many I've actually been a part mm -hmm. of. I came in on episode 57. Was that the interview or our joint? That was that was the interview, but the very next one. Yeah. So 58. 58? Mm-hmm. Dang, we recorded your episode right after... The interview that we did? Mm-hmm. Came back that same week. 58. Mm-hmm. 
don't know why I thought you came in like a hundred. Okay, <laughs> fifty-eight. So that wow. is about two hundred and forty-two episodes. Mm-hmm. If we cut that in half, about a hundred and twenty-six. Mm-hmm. About probably about one hundred twenty because we had some weeks where um, we, we didn't record. We either didn't record or we had extra episodes on like that Saturday or something like yeah. that. So about 120 episodes. We've done this 120 times. Mm-hmm. How many people can say they've done anything 120 times? Most podcasters won't get past episode six. Yeah. Ooh. For sure. That's a, that's a stack. Study study show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> study show. For clarity, it's the studies in the mall that show. <laughs> no, I did I did read that like the large majority of like the the like the average podcast won't get past episode six. You know what I'm noticing? People don't ask the right questions to get their business built. Mm. Like people are asking things like how to not quit when you feel like quitting. Well, that's important. Yeah, you just don't quit. It's not that easy, though. It, it kind of is. So I believe that a person who has not yet made up their mind that it has to happen or it has to happen will falter and they will potentially quit. And I believe that the solution to not quitting is to make up your mind and decide that you've had enough of whatever it is and you're ready to go. You're ready to do the work. I don't think like having moments of taking a pause or a break or a day of procrastination is the equivalent to quitting. And all those things are natural. And sometimes those cycles are hard to break out of. But just quitting altogether. Just don't do that. Easy to say when you're in. So this this, here's my biggest challenge with relationship coaches that are not in a relationship. Mm. I think the information is really, really good and it's valuable. So I'm not, I'm not like saying that what they're saying to do doesn't work. Here's my biggest challenge though. You know what to do. Anybody in a relationship now? No. Hold on. Let me get that online. Let me know if you see your man or Bay. <laughs> let me know if you see Bay in here. <laughs> so, okay. Zell, your beautiful wife, beautiful family, you know, okay, you know that you need to apologize, let's say. But something inside of you says, I don't want to. How do you, you the right thing is, hey, here's the advice. Go apologize. And you're like, yo, I agree. I should. I was wrong. But it's something inside of you that says, I'm not ready right now. The Or, or... You know you need to apologize when you're right to fix it. So the relationship coach says, just apologize because in this, there's something that you did wrong. Mm -hmm. Go apologize. But how do you get yourself to fix your lips to apologize when you're not wrong? And that's hard. So we have to like figure out how to do that. It's not just do it. So when you want to quit, there you don't see any out. It's easy from the outside looking in and saying, just keep running, running your business, keep working. But inside, nothing that you've done has worked. You're getting frustrated. You don't fit you even internally. You don't think like the idea is good anymore because you saw something else that's going to be a better idea or another uh, 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 a better moneymaker or somebody else is doing it. 
And someone that you respected said, you should stop doing that. You should do this because they're trying to recruit you or have you pay them to coach for whatever. Whatever. There's so many different scenarios. It's not as easy as just saying don't quit. That's my point. I'm so sorry. We have to pause for a moment. What happened? I, I handed him my purse off camera. And he was about to sit my purse on the floor. And the level of mini panic attack that I was about to have <laughs> with my purse being on the floor. Like, I could have just sat it on the floor. <laughs> what's, what's the whole purse on the floor thing? What is it? Um, first of all, it's Prada. And we just don't put that on the floor. But it also is said that a woman who puts her purse on the floor does not have any money. Oh, you don't want to look like you don't have any money. No, I don't want to set myself up for not having any money. Like it says, you'll be broke if you keep your purse on the floor. That's just, listen, that's an old wives' tale, and I don't believe most of them, but I believe that one. <laughs> you live by it? And I almost was having a heart attack when he was about to do that. Please forgive me. That's why I had the question mark in my eyes, like, is this for Yeah, so we'll almost, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll almost have a heart attack if you put your purse on the floor. Have you ever almost had a heart attack if you didn't go to the gym? Or you didn't grind in your business or you're about to quit, you don't almost have a heart attack. But the fact that you put your purse on the floor dictates your success? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So. Oh my gosh. I think of a a fun thing to do would be to answer a couple of questions that we're getting. Um, and no, I would love for you to answer my reply, though, because you said something and I didn't agree with it. What was the reply? You mean with this whole quitting this thing? This whole purse thing, really? I had a nice little red. That was a good little you red. You did. Right? The, the, purse, <laughs> the purse thing literally just threw me off. Like, I'm looking, the purse is in the shot, and I'm like, I got to get my purse out of the shot. I'm looking around for where it could go. I was going to try to reach your book bag and sit it on top of that. It's too far. I'm handing it to him off camera while the camera is on you, and I see him slowly taking his hand and putting the purse down, and I'm like, <gasps> Because if it would have touched the floor. If my purse would have touched the floor. Is- Failure is guaranteed, okay? You you are not speaking that negativity over my life, sir. You you would have had to put your credit card on file, okay? So much to say. But, okay, so just, it's not easy to not quit. No, of course not. It's not easy. But here's the thing. Most things in life that are to be are not easy. Most of the things that we want, aren't easy. Weight loss goals, fitness, it's not easy. Recovering from a health mishap, not easy. Making money, not easy. Sustaining a long-term relationship, not easy. Choosing the right food today to eat is not easy. Hell, choosing what you're going to eat for dinner, period, is just not easy. But do you just not eat? Well, sometimes, right? But I call that procrastination on my meal intake because we're going to eat the next day. Like, nothing that you are supposed to do in this life to achieve a result is easy and we just have to stop at some point we just have to stop like coddling and it's coddling oh I understand why you're quitting I don't I don't so here's the thing right now you're telling me you broke and you're telling me that you have a business that can generate income it's been generating income but you sometimes don't feel like it to the point where you want to quit stay broke 
you have the solution, right? Now, if you are mentally going through something and there's always an exception. So if you are mentally in a place where you're depressed and, you know, there's a chemical imbalance and thing, I'm not talking to you. I am talking to the regular full-bodied able person that's lazy, that quits on everything. This is what you do. You start getting in a good relationship. Suddenly you don't want to be accountable to anybody anymore. You stop. You start your business. Suddenly you'd rather brunch every dang on day instead of taking your sales calls and doing team meetings. So you quit on that too. Then you deserve to stay broke. I have no advice for you. Stay broke. But if we're serious about achieving a thing, we're fully bodied, we're fully able, we have the time, we've created the goal, it's really difficult to quit. We talk about quitting all the time. You know how many times I didn't want to go to the gym for the 46 days, that I, 47 days straight that I went? You know how many times I woke up? like, And I did quit at the beginning of the journey. I've quit so many times. There was never a valid excuse. The reason for my quit was my laziness. Also, the reason for my quit was that I could still pull the jeans up and kind of disguise how much my thighs jiggled. <laughs> but once it got to the point where I was going to have to choose a larger size, like, oh, no, we're not quitting anymore. It's time. <laughs> now I've had my sick and tired moment. Enough is enough. And we're not quitting. Do you think you don't quit just because you made a decision not to quit? No. I think that I don't quit because I don't want the result of what quitting will give me. Right. But I think you're mature enough in your business to understand, to be able to even make that parallel between if I don't go to the gym now, this is what I'll look like. Mm -hmm. But that's not just, I. that's not just, hey, just don't quit and stay broke. I think there are some safeguards that need to No, be, that was just don't quit and get fat. Well, yeah, just don't quit and get fat. Mm -hmm. But my, my point is, so there's, you're on a diet. You say you're not going to eat any more uh, junk food, right? And you're in the Kroger's and you're going down the aisle where the cookies and the donuts and stuff are. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, don't pick up the cookies, right? But some people really struggle with that. So I think if someone's asking you, how do I not quit? One strategy is to create safeguards around you, you, the activity or your behavior that is that you're so accustomed to. Meaning, if I'm saying, let's say, for instance, my my wife orders DoorDash every day, every day, twice a day, and I don't like it. Right? We want to be more financially. We don't want to just start throwing money out the window, right? So, I could tell my wife, "Hey, no DoorDash." How long do you think it'll last? With Dre, your wife specifically, lunch. Oh, for sure. And she just recently had a baby. We have two small children, a teenager, almost teenager. And she doesn't always feel like cooking. She's trying to pump and things of that nature. So me saying don't do it anymore is not as easy as her not doing it anymore. So we set a number of how many door dashes you can do for the week. How many is that? One. No way. Yeah. You're allowing her to order one DoorDash delivery order? I'm not allowing her. We came up with a plan together. Okay. So you manipulated her decision. A little. To agree to one, because that's what it was. Someone who DoorDashes every day that now says once, their, their decision was definitely manipulated by their spouse. 
But you know what? We had a whole conversation around and she's like, yo, okay, this is what I'm going to start doing. And she's been planning out the meals. She's been cooking like enough for leftover the next day. Mm-hmm. We just order snacks and it's been, it's been a behavior. So we had to create a system. Mm, so was the DoorDash ordering every day really a result of lack of preparation throughout the week? And now you get here, it's the day of, I'm starving. Let's just order real quick. Yes. Okay. So my point to it is there's, just not quitting isn't as easy as making a decision. I'm not going to quit. Some of us really have some issues and we have to put safeguards around our not quitting. One thing, one way to not quit is get around people who don't quit Mm -hmm. or get around people who won't allow you to quit. Mm -hmm. So I used to quit all the time because my friends would allow it. Yo, every time I come with a new idea, they like, Oh, that's a good idea. Yo, you should do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I get around my mentor and I say, yo, I'm about to do this new idea. They said, well, hold on. What about the other thing? We're just dropping that? Mm-hmm. I remember going to CJ. He like, oh, we just not doing other thing anymore? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good idea. But the other, other idea was just as good. Yeah. You're now quitting. Mm-hmm. So me surrounding myself around people who have been doing something for a long time and understand success was one of my hacks for not quitting. Prolific. You feel me? I do. You talking good today. Yeah. Because I'm just going to say, then don't quit. Like, have you decided that this is what has to happen or it has to happen? Yes. Then the answer is don't quit. And when we, when I say, so I'm generally going to say, just don't quit. Mm -hmm. But I love how you went into detail about how not to do that, because that's going to be what's next. Like you just create a process Mm -hmm. that doesn't allow you to quit. And that's what we have to do every single day. Like me with my gym routine, I was determined. So what I had to do. I had been working out for almost two years on and off. So you can't even really count it. I'd be embarrassed to say it because I'll be like, yeah, I've been in the gym for two years. And then you look at me and be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) were you just joking in the gym or what were you doing? (laughs) Right. So I got tired of that. Right. And then like what was happening was for the first time in my life, people were calling me thick. Uh, Me? I'm thick. You like it? No. Oh, no. I thought, like, I think you started tooting it up a little bit, like, oh, I'm thick. I I thought, (laughs) listen, it has been my life's mission to be thick. I want to be thick. I want to (laughs) eat. And then when people started calling me thick, it felt a way to not be called thin anymore, right? So then I'm like, okay, thick is a little doing the most for my body type and what I'm used to seeing in the mirror. Um, Let me maybe be slim thick. And so that's what I started going for. I had to create a habit of loving the gym. And I knew that the only way to do it was to do like, you know, 15 to 21 days of doing the same thing over and over again creates the habit. So I said, I'm going to do 30. So last month, I literally did 31 days of being in the gym. And that next day, my cousin said, wow, you look great. I want to work out, too. So I'm like, all right, bet. I got you. I'm going to work out one consistent week with you Mm -hmm. so that you can create the habit. And then a friend said, oh, I want to do it, too, the next week. So now we're on day 47. I took my first off day yesterday. First of all, 47 days. We can clap that up. (laughs) That's fine. Congratulations. Thank you. When I took yesterday off, even though my body has been begging for an off day, like literally begging and I'm being counterproductive working out that many days in a row because your body needs rest for your muscles to grow. Right. Mm. 
when I took yesterday off, I literally felt guilt. Mm. I felt like oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I considered going to the gym. I had to remind myself like going to the gym every single day isn't the best strategy for you to get. Like my goal was never to be a gym rat that's in the gym every day. My goal was to create a habit that didn't allow me to quit. Go every single day, make it a part of your routine and you won't quit. So anyway, I love what you said and how you elaborated on the just don't quit because that's, I told myself, Donnie, just don't quit. You want to, you want to be fine. You want to be fit. You want to be healthy. <clears throat> You're getting older. I'm 44. Mm -hmm. Like I can remember seeing my uncles and my aunts and my mom, they're getting older and they kept saying things like, oh, I need to start working out. I need to start working out. And now they're in their 60s. Some are approaching 70. And that start working out never, ever happened. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I said I would never, ever be that person. But then here I was now in my 40s becoming that person who's starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, stopping. So my motivation for not for not quitting had to be stronger than the evidence around me, because obviously mm -hmm. that wasn't it. I had to see the result that I wanted. I had to decide that this is who I want to be. I want to be one of those women <clears throat> that can move her body, that remains flexible, and that you look at and be like, oh, you're how old? That's what I want. I wanted mm. that more than I want to be thick and all of these other things, and I just didn't quit, and I'm not quitting. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yo, you can literally shape your persona online. Like, what do you want people to know about you, right? Mm -hmm. So you make beats, right? You produce? Well... How do we, how do we flood the internet to the best of our ability with us even being like self-proclaimed something? I think my brand started to grow when I became self-proclaimed king of podcasts. Now, is there a ranking? Did anyone decide that? No, I just put it out there. But the activity supports the name. <laughs> so if you're going to say, yo, I am the, I am the most consistent producer in the city. Watch, I'll be online and I'm uh, in this, in this hour time frame. I'll make three well-produced beats. I don't know who can do that, but somebody can. On somebody can. On Google. I don't know. Like David Shan's net worth. David Shan's wife. David Shans on Wikipedia. David Shans is age. Those are you trying to find your boy. They trying to get to your boy. Do you? The hear net me? worth is wrong though. Okay, I don't know what's in it, but it's they're way off. Okay, but anyway, you don't you you only get that through consistency. So I think one of the challenges is how do we become consistent? Mm -hmm. Right? Anybody struggle with that? I think if we're gonna start with one one point is um, you really, really have to like get disgusted to a point when you start looking back over your life and look at all the things you've been inconsistent with. It's a habit and it becomes who you are. So if you're not sick and tired of that, if you're, like, if you're mad you don't have a track record of doing something consistently, then you have to feel that. You really got to feel that burn. So I think you need to reflect and say, okay, why am I this way? I did a staff training yesterday and um, I had them write down a couple things that they are not good at or a couple, couple areas of their life where they, they struggle. And the exercise allowed them to not only 
pinpoint some things because I think some things in your life need a label on it. Like I am, we can't just be happy and positive and say everything is going well because it's a wrong affirmation. Mm-hmm. You're, you're lying. Everything isn't amazing. Everything isn't okay. If you deal with anger, you have to say, I'm dealing with anger. Like I get anger. I get angry sometimes. Right. So I had to write down, this would be a dope exercise too. I don't know. You don't really do corporate gigs, but if there's, I had them write down two things that they struggle with. I had them put it in a hat and then they had to pick a color because I did it on the little color paper. They had to pick a color that they didn't write down, open it up, read someone else's problem, and then give a solution to that issue. I like it. Because there's a lot of people in the room that can help you with your problem, but we have to identify the problem. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first step. You got to really be emotionally frustrated with your inability to be consistent. Mm, mm. Emotionally frustrated with your inability to be consistent. I think too, that can kind of translate into being sick and tired of being sick and tired. For sure. Of your current circumstance regarding whatever that thing is, right? Usually when we're trying to be or when we need to be consistent at something it's because we want a result that's different than a result that we've already got. Mm -hmm. So, we had to be tired of not ranking on the podcast charts. So what do we do? We become more and more and more consistent, put out really dope content, and now we're ranked on the podcast charts. And now we don't want to be ranked where we are on the podcast yeah. charts. We want to rank a little higher. So you're you're more and more and more. Same thing like with weight or with building a business. You have to decide. You have to get mad, right? Mm. You, you got to get really mad. I used to do this training called MAD, and it's make a decision, and it's around... Mad state is an acronym for make a decision. Like people get mad just to focus on a point that leaves you staying the same or worse when really the better way to channel that anger is to get mad enough to make a decision, a decision that's going to change a thing about you. And the proof of the, the truth of the matter is there is nothing that you can accomplish great without consistency. Nope. The truth of the matter is the only thing that you can truly accomplish with the lack of consistency is staying the same. So you have to ask yourself and make a decision that I am so fed up with the results that I'm getting right now or I'm so unsatisfied with where I am right now that consistency is the only decision that I am going to commit to right now in order to start to see things change. Absolutely. So we got to obviously make a decision that you're going to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And then I would say that uh, number three is decide what you're going to be consistent in. Mm. And in the decision of being consistent, it doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to the thing you want to be consistent in. You have to develop a habit of being consistent. So you might say, my consistent habit, I I want to consistently work on a business, right? But I need to do something that allows me to easily start developing the habit, which might be, okay, I'm going to do 10 push-ups every day. Now, the 10 push-ups every day doesn't necessarily equate to you being consistent in a business, but it does add to your ability to be consistent in anything. Because if you can be consistent in anything, you can be consistent in everything. Because how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So we have to like we have to start to develop the habit. So let's just decide what that habit's going to be. My first habit or my first habit in the consistency journey of this podcast because we release episodes all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. I said we're going to pick a day and on Monday 
we're going to release an episode. I remember coming on to the morning meetup and saying, hey, if I don't release an episode every single Monday, I'm going to come on here and give away $500. I don't know how I'm going to distribute it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because th- th- I guess the next step, the next step would be when you decide it and it has to be some sort of consequence. So that I think that would be accountability. That's where I was going to go next. Like you got to hold yourself accountable. It's not enough to say I want to achieve this goal and I'm going to do it consistently. I want to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to be consistent at going to the gym. But here's the thing about here is the thing about self accountability. So I'm going to change. We're on number four. four. I'm going to change number four to having someone else hold you accountable, not self-accountability, because we let ourselves down every single day. And we're totally fine with it because nobody else typically knows. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're saying, I'm on this weight loss journey, and because I'm on this weight loss journey, this week and this week alone, I'm on fruits and vegetables all week. But then you walk in the grocery store and you see that chocolate piece of cake and you buy it and you bring it home and you eat it. Nobody else knows. You may even still lose the weight that you wanted to lose this week. And somebody's going to say, wow, you look good this mm-hmm. week. Nobody knows that you might have looked better. You might you might have achieved a bigger result. We let ourselves down so often that it doesn't even feel bad most times. You need someone else to hold you accountable. So I would say when you're on your journey of trying to become figure out how to become consistent because you got to get tired of like start the start and stop. The start and stop just really becomes disgusting at some point. You have to figure out some, you have to find someone else that can hold you accountable, but it has to be somebody who, when you mess up, you fear their disappointment. Mm. You don't want to deal. You don't want to face their disappointment, right? Mm. Like, we do so, social proof podcasts. If I called Shans and said, this is likely the most consistent I've been at a thing, <laughs> right? At a thing that requires my time, right? Not building my business. I'm- What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal external to my business this is likely the most consistent i've been if i call david and said oh i can't record this week i don't want to see his face when I say I can't record this month. You just go ahead and drop some episodes without me. I'll come back next month. <laughs> I respect him enough to say I'm not going to let him down in that way. Right? I could let myself down and I'm thinking about people I know who have podcasts yeah. that hadn't dropped an episode in three weeks. Yep. Three months. And then you plug into that you you hit them up and say hey you still doing your podcast oh yeah i'm just taking a break right now he, who in here has just taken a break from something that you really should have been doing oh yeah i'm just on i'm just on a break right now yeah. nobody is holding you accountable there is no consequence for it so accountability and consequences probably go hand in hand yeah i was i was talking to um tulo ness and it, you know they have the, the clothing brand and i was i went i went to their office he said, and I was like, yo, do you ever do any coaching? I'm, I'm always thinking like online and stuff like that because they're just like the physical product. I mean, they do really, really well. But I was like, yo, do you ever do any coaching or mentoring? He said, yeah, you know, kids come here, like people that are young, they want to start a business or, you know, they just got this idea and they admire us and they rock with us, they support us. I tell them to come to the office. And he said, yo, I give them the game. I'll spend an hour with them, give them the game. He said, I'll let them use my designer too. Like, cause my, he's like, my designer's quick. Like you get my idea. He going to boop, 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 boop. He going to come up with something fire. He said, yo, I give people the whole game. He said, I'll give them my manufacturers overseas. He said, I give it all to them, but they're not going to do it. He said, when they walk out, I tell them, all right, I helped you out. I feel good about helping you out, but I already know you're not going to do half of the stuff I just told you. Mm -hmm. 
That's crazy. He's like, yo, he said, and it wasn't even like trying to be cool. He said, yo, I just know people. I, they not going to do it. I can give them everything I got. They're just not going to do it because human beings aren't consistent. You know what's so funny is, you know, I like I enjoy reading the podcast comments. Mm-hmm. And as I am thinking about this, I am thinking about three particular names that I see pop up in the comments all the time. Like you kind of start to develop a relationship. I reply back to them. and But they're often saying like, oh, man, this episode gave me exactly what I needed to do X, Y and Z. Oh, man, after this episode, I'm ready to get up. And I'm thinking we're 300 episodes in right now. 300 episodes in right now, you're consistently consuming information and consistently doing nothing with it. Mm. So it brings me to number five. (laughs) Hold on, say that again. (laughs) You're consistently consuming information, but consistently doing nothing with it. Yeah, yeah. Golly. That brings me to number five, making sure that you're being consistent at doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Not just choosing a thing to be consistent at, but the activity has to be right. It serves no purpose for a person to stay in school for 50 years, yet never having acted on any of the education that they learned. That's what you're doing when you're watching 300 episodes of the Social Proof podcast. I'm talking to you, you, you. You're on your 300th episode. And since episode 25, You've been saying, I'm going to start the business. I am going to figure out a way to get off of my job. I am going to partner with some. I'm going to put my idea out there and you still hadn't done it yet. I got to ask you why. Like right now I am talking to you. They in the comments, they'd be like, Donnie, you, if you were going to be talking to me, you might as well just say it. So I'm saying <laughs> it. I am saying it right now. I am talking to you. Why are you consistent? Why are you committed to consistently focusing on the wrong thing? Mm. Or focusing on the right thing, but never applying or executing what you're focused on. Like, why is this something that you feel good about? I can't feel good about reading 10 books, yet applying nothing from it to any area of my life. It just doesn't make sense to me. So why does that make sense to people? What are you here for? Like, what are you here for? What are you here for? The entertainment? Are you waiting for David and I to clown each other? There are people who are less talented, less skilled, less knowledgeable than you. But the one thing that they have on you is consistency. For sure. And you like people can rely on you. I look at, I really look at the relationship that we have with our audience as like they're waiting for something and I don't want to let them down. Yeah. Like in my head, there are people that are waiting. And it's a part of their routine and they're on this journey of success. And if we do not release an episode, we might be the cause of them going back to their old life of inconsistency because we've created something that allows them to be consistent. Okay, on Thursday, I watch it and I'll take one or two things and I'll add it to my life or whatever it's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I think you have to have some sort of like you have to care. I think they, our audience is our accountability. 100%. Yeah, because nobody would know, right? If David and I put things out all the time, big ideas out all the time, mm-hmm. and we have nobody holding us accountable. Nope. That's why we don't, do, we we don't, we don't get nothing done. <laughs> we don't get done. And, and I think there's not a big enough pain point attached to it. Oh, for sure. I think, you know, we're always coming up with these great ideas. How can we make more money and, you know, how can we impact more people? But then we look at the fact that we just hit a million downloads in a month. Mm. 
on the podcast. So, yes, 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 yes. yes. So, I mean, we're impacting people. Do we really have to add on a new thing? You know what I mean? Or we'll talk about making more money and we're making money. So it's not a painful enough problem for us to act on it right away. Yeah. So that's that's also part so of it. So take take this note that we are not consistent people. We're consistent in a few things. Mm-hmm. So you have to prioritize what you're going to be consistent in. Yeah. We're not consistent in everything. Yeah. I can't just I can't just say I'm like, I'm the most consistent person. Right. Donnie's the most consistent person. Right. But there are few things in our lives that we've prioritized to be consistent. Are we on number five? Not yet. I'm just rambling. Oh, but no, that leads us to number five. Break your big picture down into smaller chunks. Like mm-hmm. break the goal down into smaller bite-sized pieces. Well, right, I, wasn't really, I, was, I wasn't really going there just yet. But. Well, that's, so number six. Break, <laughs> okay. break the big goal down into life-sized pieces. David and I... Hold on, let me finish my rant though. Because <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't really going there. I cut you off this time? Yeah. Okay. I deserved it. I deserved it. Um, (laughs) But so no one is a consistent person. It's just like we prioritize. But we've all prioritized something. So I can't say that anybody in this room isn't consistent Uh because you are. It's just the thing that you're consistent in is either detrimental or it's not really moving the needle. So consistency. You wake up maybe the same time and you brush your teeth. And you have the same consistent routine where, I don't know, you floss. So my routine is I floss, I'll put some uh, peroxide, swish it around for a little bit, then I brush my teeth, and then I do the little tongue scraper. Y'all use the tongue scraper? No, y'all don't. Use a little tongue scraper. And then I use mouthwash, spread it out, and that's, that's my routine. I'm consistent in that. And some of you all are consistent. Maybe you wake up the same time every day. Maybe you um, you prepare your coffee same way, same time every day. You're consistent, and the thing that you do at work, it just it's just not a life changing consistency. So we can be consistent, but we'd have to like we'd have to target that consistency to a thing. Yeah. Right. So yes. So back to your point, we have a big goal, and we got to figure out. What is the most important part about this big goal that I need to be consistent in? And what we decided was every single Monday, we're releasing an episode. Mm -hmm. Today, we release something every day. Today, we're doing a blog post every couple of days or so. Today, we're posting on Instagram or TikTok and all that kind of stuff. We're uploading an audio every day. Today, we're doing that. Mm -hmm. But the first thing, if you remember what I said, jumped on a call said, we will release an episode every single Monday. Mm-hmm. Or and, there's a consequence. Or there's a consequence, for sure. And then we would do, uh, you remember, it would be like an interview Monday, the next Monday, me and Donnie episode. Yep. The next Monday, interview, next Monday, me and Donnie episode. Mm-hmm. But then somehow we was like, all right, we, we, we need to pick this up. Mm-hmm. We need to pick this up. So we went to Monday interview, Thursday me and Donnie, and it's every single week consistently. But it started with one day. It started with one day. Basically, everyone, it's Billy with Billy Helps LLC, Billy underscore Helps underscore LLC on Instagram. Um, while you all are talking up here, I kind of answered my own questions in your voices. Give him a round of applause. Good. That's all right. Next question. I'm just like, 
<laughs> well, it's that, you know, because you and I talked on the morning meetup about, you know, I, I kind of, uh, at the end of the year, you're like, brand yourself and find that one thing. For one, I have. A- All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash socialproof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Fear of being on a podcast. I don't want to be seen. Donnie answered that question while I was up here, or that identified that reason why I'm, I'm up here. So I guess I do have to, at some point, start a podcast. But I also have shiny object syndrome. Like, in all these opportunities come my way, I tend to have a proclivity for things that I'm good at, to kind of, you know, whether it's being a pilot or real estate wholesaling or selling solar panels or something. Fast forward like to the question. 
Okay, so well, that's the thing. I um, my my question was, you know, um, I see so many people getting diverse eventually, but I don't know what the heck that timing looks like. Like I don't like I want to. I my I know that my goal on li- in life is to own a bunch of real estate and own a bunch of like restaurants. I, that's that's my passion. That's my heart. It's always been in me. But I don't know when I can. Every time I try and go step out and do something else, I kind of get slapped down a little bit. Like I'll take a I'll take a financial fade. Um, I invested in a solar company this year, and I I lost some cash, you know. But then I stepped back into real estate wholesaling, my little lane, and I'm doing some some deals now in my little short. Why did you invest in the the solar? Because I I I got it's easy to sell to a salesperson. The guy is he's an ethical, honest guy, but he's like you have the personality to do this, and then. I realized I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Listen, if you're not focused on a goal, anybody will take you off the path. If you're not like really locked in, everything is shiny to you. Everything. So, I'm I'm saying, if if you are not convicted of something, so if, let's say you have a belief, and I don't know, the belief is, what's the religion? A Buddhist. They believe in Buddha, right? If you don't, let's go on somewhere with this. If you don't truly believe in that faith, anybody will come and convert you. We'll see if you truly believe. You cannot, like, you will not see me arguing about my faith with anyone because I believe what I believe. I don't have to argue with you about it. Like, I know, I know where I'm going. Right, and once you develop that, nobody can get you in the solar. Nobody can get you in the Turo. Nobody can get you in the trading. Nobody can get you in all this stuff. You cannot take us off the path of where we're going with shiny objects. Gotcha. You need that conviction, and you don't have it yet. I don't. Other thing I would say before investing in multiple opportunities, until you've hit your financial goal in the one opportunity that is your lane, mm-hmm. stay focused. Just stay focused, that. And then second, until you have enough disposable income where taking a hit financially, you can recover from easily, only invest in things that you understand. And it goes completely against the saying, lean not into your own understanding, right? But we're talking about investing large sums of money in something that we're trusting other people to run for us. And until you have enough money where those decisions don't impact you so strongly, only invest in things that you know about and stay in your lane until the goal has been met. So if you're, you shouldn't even be thinking about starting another business or picking another shiny object until you're at least making six figures, six strong figures in your business and getting it to a point where it can sustain on its own. Mm -hmm. Sustainable, that was the word that I defined for you backstage. Sustainability. Because the ability to keep going even when you wanna quit, it's mindset over matter, It's, it's just discipline. So if you find yourself consistently quitting, then you have a discipline issue, not an issue with the gym or working in the business or staying in the relationship. That's not the issue. If you are a person who quits, you have a discipline issue. And now we got to get to the bottom of solving the discipline issue. Why do you lack so much discipline? You know why my first 
it wasn't my first business, but the first business that actually like started working was my t-shirt brand, Sleep is for Suckers, right? So when I, and I told this story often, how when I worked, at, when I got the job at the Cheesecake Factory, I realized that all of my jobs lasted less than 10 months. And at this point, you know, I was working at Olive Garden, Applebee's, Circuit City. Um, I worked at a bunch of different places, but all of my jobs only lasted 10 months. And then I started looking at kind of like my dating life and all those lasted about 10 months. Well, when I got the job at the Cheesecake Factory, I'm still like this entrepreneur. So I always had, I always had a job and, a, and something I was building on the side, always. But when I got the job at the Cheesecake Factory and I had this realization, I told myself, I am not going to be an entrepreneur this year. I said, I want to focus on being able to be at this job for 12 months. Now, I don't remember if my mindset was, man, I'm quitting my dream or, you know, I'm just going to focus on maybe getting a promotion at this job. I don't remember exactly where it came from, but I did realize the problem was my inconsistency. Mm -hmm. So I had to really focus on staying somewhere because I started a business, stop a business, start a business, stop a business. No business lasted longer than 10 months. But as soon as I made that declaration that I was going to work this job for more than 10 months, I wanted to be a year. Um, I think that's the reason that this first business worked because I, I was able to transfer that experience of focusing on staying at a job for longer than 10 months. And I made a decision. Whoa, that feels good. I'm still here. I'm making more money. I'm better at my job. And when I started my T-shirt brand, I told myself I would not quit. But it was only based off the experience of like longevity. I started looking at it over time. Yeah. Can I stick with a business for two years? There's a lot of people watching this. You've never stuck with a business longer than two years, mm -hmm. ever. And if you did stick with it, it was like, do it for a while, stop. And then pick it up in three months. And then you're calculating all the time you've been in the industry, but you haven't really been in the industry the whole time. So yeah. quitting is, anybody relate? How long you've been doing the thing that you doing like we start and stop and start and stop so i think maybe um the next hack is find something that you can do consistently something whatever it something. is maybe waking up at the same time every day praying at the same time journaling every day consistency at anything even small steps like i love to see older people senior citizens specifically they get tired like they start to feel their body weighing down and they're mm -hmm. like, I have to do something to feel better. And then they'd be walking around the mall early in the morning. Y'all <laughs> ever saw that before? And people make fun of them like, oh, they're going to go walk around the mall. That consistent behavior yep. is probably adding longevity onto their, their sure. life, right? So what is the result that they want? They want full function and use of their limbs and extremities and all this stuff, but they also want to add years to their lives. What do you do when your body starts slowing down? You have to consistently keep it moving. The reward in that is longer use, longer life. They're creating these habits. So for you, like you said, if you have a, 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 a discipline problem or a problem sticking through, find something really simple to be consistent at. It might be that you walk around your neighborhood every single day, same time. It might be that you say, you know what, I'm going to start journaling and I cannot go to bed each night until I have actually journaled. That's kind of what started with me in 2019. I love to write and I've been I write on, I write off, I write on, you know, and I noticed for myself when I start to struggle 
mentally, like when I start to feel defeated or um, I start second guessing myself a lot, I'm getting anxious and overwhelmed. I promise you, I can always connect it back to I haven't journaled in like in like two weeks. Mm. I I haven't journaled in a couple of months. Like last year was so hard for me to journal. And I had one of the most challenging years, you know, that I felt at that time. But when I've created something consistent and things start feeling off in my life, I can always look at the first thing I look for is what have I stopped doing that feeds me? Mm. I think even some of the success of this podcast is that not that we record once a week, but we record the same day, same time every single week. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's, 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 it's hard to like, be, it's not tangible. Like you don't know the effects of reading books consistently, mm-hmm. but your mindset starts to change over time. And I believe for sure, one of the things we need to do in terms of like helping you not quit is to read more. Mm. It's, you don't feel, the only challenge is you don't feel it right away. You know what I mean? But there's so much being deposited into your brain and it starts to come out through your conversation. It starts to come out through your mindset. If we can get your minds, like Donnie said, most of this whole game is in your head. Yeah. Like all of it. The fact that you can't wake up the same time every day, it's in your head. It's not that you can't. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't make the calls that you're supposed to make or you're not knocking on doors you're supposed to knock on or make any attempt for the sales, it's everything it's in your head. Mm. So the quitting isn't external. It's something internal. That's not allowing you to like not quit. Mm -hmm. And we got to fix that. And then you probably won't quit so much. Yeah. One thing that I really admire about you, the morning meetup, this every single. Hey y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they, Need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, 
Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay, so search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. Full day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. I remember telling you some years ago, are you sure you want to do this (laughs) every day at 8 o'clock in the morning like you never want to sleep in on a weekday? I was telling David, like, that's just too much. Like, I'm not waking up every single day. I mean, first of all, I don't enjoy talking to anybody (laughs) at 8 a.m. So it would be a challenge for me to offer that one day a week. But you've done a couple of things because of David's consistency with doing this every single day at 8 a.m. One, you've become a physical piece of evidence to people of what discipline looks like. Two, you have carved out a space in a lane that makes it almost impossible for anybody who knows you to even think about starting something even one day a week at 8 a.m., <laughs> right? Like you own that space. And I think that a lot of your ability to be consistent is a result, like a branch off of that seed that you planted. Like every single day I am going to be here. I've seen you there during the most difficult time of your life. You're still there because it's the commitment that you made. And I just, let's give it up for David on that. Yeah. And it it might just seem like, you know, to an outsider, the morning meetup just looks like an offer. It just looks like, you know, oh, here's another way that you can pay David to uh, be connected and to learn and all of these things. But for you, it's something different. And I think the morning meetup has elevated your life in a way and made you a better person because you show up every single day And as a result now, because you show up, you expect people to show up. Don't play with David's time. Don't waste his time. Don't take his time for granted because he doesn't do that every single day. You're going to be on that call. That is out freaking standing. Yeah, I'm I'm so appreciative. I tell them all the time that the morning meetup is like, it's for me as much as it is for them. Because now I have a routine. But you know what's cool? It doesn't feel like discipline. It just feels like... It's what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you going to the gym after a while, it doesn't feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to be disciplined today. Yeah. It's like, yo, this I go to the I gym. Do. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So once you, once you really start to like get into your bag with something consistent, other people on the outside would be like, yo, how are you so disciplined? How are you so consistent? You're like, what? It's just. Just what I it's do. not as hard. Like from my my perspective, going to the gym every day, it's like, oh my gosh, mind blowing. How do you find the time? But you're like, I mean, you just you just go. It's not that. You know, deep. you just said something. What's also so crazy is I used to give myself the excuse of, I mean, yes, my health is important, my physical fitness is important. I just don't know when I'll find the time. Now that this is like a must do for me, it's so crazy how I can identify the times at the start of every single day or the night before, like I have this window to do that. Like I have ample time to hit the gym now, like ample time. (laughs) And I used to convince myself like, oh, I have to make this easy for me. Um, I have to make it convenient and comfortable. So I'll go in the morning, but not too early in the morning because I can't commit to that kind of lifestyle. And here I am at the gym in Riverdale, which is like 30 miles away from my house. You go to Riverdale? Some day, twice a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Twice a week. So I go to, Two different gym, three really, because my home gym and then here with Bria and then Tone. 
um, ap- uh, appetite for fitness. So when I go to Riverdale, that's mm-hmm. at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm up against rush hour. You know, from eight to ten a.m. I don't talk to people for real, <laughs> and so it's going against every habit that I thought I had created to keep me from being a morning person. Hey, I'm Jamal. Uh, my question was in relation to what you said. Um, where should we immediately go? And then you mentioned the path and finding conviction. My question is, what do you do if you don't know where to go? Or if you don't have the, the belief, you don't have the conviction, you don't have the path, you don't know where it is? Mm-hmm. Really good question. And my answer is, do something. Yep. So whatever path you choose, we, we're not God. We don't know the end result. Mm-hmm. And if I was trying to pick the perfect thing, I'd have never picked anything. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be ups and downs, valleys and peaks, good and bad with everything. But the thing that you pick, I don't want, it, I don't want, it, I don't want you to focus on the success of the thing that you picked. I want you to focus on the successful person that you're becoming through mm-hmm. consistency. Can I pick something and stay there for three years? Can I sit there and learn what business is about? Can I figure out how to not spend all the money that I make? Can I like, can I get up and actually knock on doors every single day? I just want to see the progression in myself, not the thing. So I was, uh, when I was selling t-shirts, I first set a goal to make X amount of dollars and it just wasn't working out. And I realized it wasn't working out because I can't control someone taking money out of their pocket and giving it to me. You know when I really started to succeed? When I set a goal that was 100% in my control, which was to ask 10 people to buy a t-shirt every day. Some days nobody bought. But I would still celebrate because I completed the task that I set. And this was my process of saying I'm going to do something and actually doing it. That's gonna be the hardest thing for all of us. Saying I'm gonna do something and actually doing it. And if you can develop that, it, it developed a work ethic. Oh, I gotta get up and talk to 10 people. Oh, it's, it's, it's 10.30 at night, I need to go out to the grocery store and just talk to random people. Hey, I got a t-shirt brand, would you like to buy this t-shirt? I've done that. Because yeah. the goal was that much for me. I remember calling people that I called yesterday and ask them today, hey, would you like to buy a t-shirt? It's funny, but on the second, third time, they bought. Because I'm not worried about the outcome. Let me just do my work. And let's let the work take care of itself. I know if I plant and water and give it ample light, eventually, eventually, the garden will take care of itself. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, that was 60 minutes. Yeah, you can you can see how serious you are about something based on the actions that you're taking, mm-hmm. right? So now we got to take the, the action. Got to. And the easiest, you know, or the best way to do that is to identify what action steps need to be taken. And you only know what you know at this point. So that means that you don't necessarily know all the action steps. You want to get to that, what we say, $5,000 a month. You might not know the complete action steps, but we identified earlier that we're going to serve people at a higher level, right? Step number one, we said we were going to, instead of selling our $10 cream, we're going to serve, we're going to 
uh, what do you call it? We use that word through the whole freaking quarantine. Pivot. <laughs> Pivotization. Woo. We're going to pivotization. <laughs> okay. We're going to pivot. We know that our first action step is to pivot. How are we going to pivot? We're going to, instead of the $10 bomb, we're going to serve 10 people at $500. So now that means that we have to outline that, that offer, create that offer. We got the offer. We're doing, you might need to do some research. You might need to work on your messaging. You might need to ask a couple of people, like, what are all of the steps that you need to take in order to make that happen? So we got to have the offer. We got to have something to market the offer with. We got to make a decision on that. We have to have a group of people to market the offer to. So now we got to take some steps on how do we find these people. And we have to think about once we get these people, we've got to fulfill this offer. So let's take some steps in making sure we've got some fulfillment in place. And then you also have to create a plan for the money that you're making, right? Because you're behind on bills. You need $5,000 a month, right, in order to catch up, or maybe 5,000 is the number, but let's figure out based on the expenses that I have right now, the expenses that I'm accruing in real time, let me also create a plan for this money. That might be all we got right now. Yep. Start. Yep. Go ahead and put the offer out there. Start talking about it. Join the groups. That might be all you have. Keep doing those same steps over and over and over again until it produces a result. When you produce a result from what you're doing, another action step will appear. Yep. And I, I think it's really, really important. And we'll open up for some questions in a second, but uh, I think it's important to be able to uh, measure your activity, no matter how great or small. Being able to measure the activity. Do something and then measure how that's working out. So recently, I've been going to the gym, okay, for a little bit. Not long. And I... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you sorry. What are you sorry about? You've been going to the gym. I've been going to the gym. Yeah, you have. You in these I've been in workout streets. For the last, like, four weeks, really. This is the fourth week. I, surprise. A week. No. I've been out here. <laughs> um, so I decide, and I, I learned a lot through this process. Um, so I went into the gym. I went on a treadmill for a little bit. It took me 16 minutes to go a mile. And that was a little bit of walking, a little bit of running, a little bit of walking, a little bit of running. Okay. And I left. I went on there a mile dipped. I think I was like, oh, that was cool. And then I made some content around it. And then people was like, oh, well, that's terrible. Or, yo, you were just in there for 15 minutes, bro. Like, what's up? You can't get no workout in there. I was like, all right, well, cool. I, I enjoy that. I went the next day, and I was I was on my Instagram, and I was like, all right, let me just find a machine that looks interesting. So I went to, what's up with y'all? <laughs> yeah, it's my, my journey is my journey. So I go in there, I'm trying to find a machine, and I put it on my Instagram. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try this one. And uh, I tried it for a little bit. I was in there maybe 12 minutes. Did a little something. What's up with you? Like <laughs> maybe, maybe 12 minutes. And I left. And uh, I went the next day. And I realized that I keep going because I don't have any obligation. 
And people was telling me like I have I need a trainer. But the reason I like I had a trainer and then I would train and then I have to meet them the next day or two days later. And I remember how long I was in there, how much it hurt. And I'm just, I didn't go because there was an obligation. Now this right or wrong, I don't know, but I kept going back. I kept going back. And I realized for me, having a trainer is counterproductive to me going to the gym. If I can just go and be myself and be silly and stay for a little bit on my way home, then go home, I will keep going to the gym. And it's been four weeks and I've literally been in there like four days a week. And it just so happens that um, sometimes I have a really good workout. I'm talking, yo, Sunday, we was in there for two and a half, we was in there about two and a half hours. So my boy, he goes to my <laughs> church, he really works out. So he's like, yo, I'll go with you. So now we start doing it. And he's like, yo, lift this one. I'm like, that's too heavy. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 I'm not doing that because I don't, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And he's like, all right, well, I'll go down a little bit. But sometimes I'm pushing it. Sometimes I'm like, it, it really hurts, right? So we're in there. Then we go hoop. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Anyway, point being, I keep going because I found out some things about myself that are going to keep me going. The thing that keeps you going might be a trainer. The thing that would prevent me would be a trainer. It's just different, right? I, I'm just I'm just learning stuff about the activity, but I'm starting to gauge it now. Now I can see how long I can run a mile. Now I'm starting to see how many. Like I'm I'm measuring. Okay, I'm I'm I do three sets of three things. That's how I call it. Three sets of three things, and sometimes I do two sets of three things or three sets of five things. <laughs> You're a hater. What I went to church yesterday and one of my boys was like, yo, you filling out that suit? You working out? I said, yeah, I'm working out. Give me a round of applause. <laughs> my point is I started off small and um, I keep going and I keep showing up. And I think what's more important is not, I think what's more important than the results is the fact that you keep showing up and keep measuring and keep saying, okay, well, I just put the 25s on this side. And yesterday I was impressed by myself because normally I do the bench press with 25s on each side and I put 25 and I put 10 on. What's up with you, Reese? I put 10s. I put 10s on the 25s. And I did the same workout as me putting just 25s on the side. Eventually, it'll be a 45. Eventually, it'll be two 45s. Eventually, right? But... People, like, some people might be looking, and Donnie's a hater. She might think, this is funny. But if everybody took this approach as an entrepreneur, you'd be much further along. Because you have these big expectations for yourself, and you try this big rollout and this big launch, and you quit and do something else. You try this, this big expectation for yourself, you quit. I'm telling you, the consistency of small, going from, just the bar to 25s on there to 10s on there. And now I can, now I know in two weeks I'll put more weight on and eventually I'll be lifting heavier weight. So that's my journey. And my chest looks a lot better than it did four weeks ago. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.